Welcome to Live Well, Be Well, a podcast where we speak candidly about all things health and well-being. My name is Kyoko Downey. I'm George Wen. And I'm Lorraine Moran. And we're well-being peer educators at UC San Diego. On this episode of Live Well, Be Well, we'll be discussing how we express and receive love within our personal relationships through the lens of love languages, and how these ways of communicating our affection might change in different situations. So, we hope you get inspired, we hope you feel connected, and we hope you discover new ways to live your best life. Let's get started. All right, so um, the love languages are five different ways in which people may prefer to receive and give love. This concept of love languages was, was developed by Gary Chapman, PhD, in his book, The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts, where he describes these five unique styles of communicating love uh, categories he distilled from his experience in marriage counseling and linguistics. Uh, these are the five main love languages. People with words of affirmation as a love language prefer verbal acknowledgments of affection, including compliments, words of appreciation, encouragement, and frequent communication. People with quality time as a love language value when others actively want to spend time with them and to have undivided attention and full presence. This would include eye contact and active listening. If your love language is acts of service, you value when others actively do things that make your life easier, like chores, errands, and actions that may speak louder than words. If your love language is gifts, you enjoy when others give you visual symbols of their love. What's important is not the monet, what the voluntary value is, but what the symbolism and thought behind the gift is. Finally, people who prefer physical touch value physical signs of affection, including hugs, handshakes, and kisses. Physical touch can serve as a powerful emotional connector between people. It's also really important to remember that there are different dialects within these love languages, uh, as people may value, for example, acts of service in different ways. Um, You can learn a lot more about these in Gary Chapman's book. Okay, so what are our primary love languages? Personally, mine are quality time and words of affirmation. Uh, Mine are quality time and physical touch. Um, but also words of affirmation is also very close. Uh, Gift giving comes next for me, and then my acts of service are a lot lower. Mine are quality time and words of affirmation as well. Awesome. Um, Something not commonly talked about when it comes to love languages is that sometimes we might need to adapt our expressions of affection to fit others' love languages. Uh, What are y'all's thoughts on the differences between how you like to receive love versus how you like to express it? Uh, I'm a little weirder on this one. My smallest percentage love language is acts of service. Um, Obviously, I like to receive love more in other languages. But uh, the weird thing is that I really enjoy doing acts of service for others. For me, quality time can mean a lot of things, no matter how big or small the interaction is. I enjoy just everyday things like accompanying my friend to the grocery store or even more find out things like trying to make a new recipe at home. I'm very sentimental and personally, I find reassurance very comforting. But even though I love hearing words of support and affirmation from others, I sometimes struggle with showing it myself since I'm usually pretty soft-spoken, shy, and finding the right words to say can be difficult sometimes. But despite the struggle, I do try to provide any words of support or wisdom whenever my friends need it, even if it's difficult at times. I just like showing that I'm there for them. Yeah, to echo what everyone else has said, even though I prefer to receive love a little differently, the way I typically show 
love and appreciation for someone is through quality time and gift giving. Ironically, as a writing major, I actually have a hard time expressing my feelings out loud and find that giving small gifts is a great way of communicating that for me. Now, how about how love languages might change given certain circumstances like the pandemic? Have there been any differences for y'all in how you choose to practice your love languages? Yeah, so um, during quarantine, and again, my primary love language is quality time. Um, and I think the most obvious way to have good quality time is through FaceTime or other video call platforms. Um, we've been in quarantine for a while now. And like, I, I feel like through the months, I've personally found like repeated video calling can get like repetitive um, and can get even boring at sometimes. Um, but I think like, because of this, um, we found like there are so many ways to like spice up relationships, even if carried out virtually. Um, there are, for example, there are really great online applications to watch movies together, like Scener. Um, there's also this app called Bunch that has a lot of online games that you can play with friends or with your significant other. Uh, finally, I really love music, and I found that making collaborative playlists and listening to music together is always a relaxing and fun way to spend quality time. Otherwise, asking reflective questions from the We're Not Really Strangers card game or playing Scriblio or setting up times to eat or cook with each other are really great ways to spend time together. Yeah, I definitely resonate with what you've said, George. Quality time looks a lot different nowadays given social distancing guidelines, but there are definitely lots of resources to stay connected, like you've mentioned. I think this time is making me extra mindful about expressing my gratitude for the meaningful relationships I have because it takes more effort to maintain them. Lately, I've been writing a lot of letters and sending small packages to my friends and loved ones, which I think is a great way of showing you've invested time and thought into making something for them. Uh, receiving something back honestly just feels like the cherry on top to feeling that mutual appreciation. I agree 100% with you both. With the pandemic, it's definitely been hard to find time to physically hang out with my friends and loved ones. But to remedy that, I found myself doing a lot more voice and video calls with them. As I mentioned earlier, quality time can look like a lot of different things to me, which I think is a good thing with how flexible it can be to what we do. So even if we're not physically together, I still find a lot of enjoyment in just taking some time out of our days to talk to each other. We use Discord a lot and utilize the share screen feature on it, so it's a nice change every now and then to watch each other stream different kinds of games. For example, just a few days ago, I was able to hop into a Discord call with my friends and stream some Sims 3 for them. And even if we're not able to schedule a time to talk, doing something as little as sending or responding to a message can still mean so much. Uh, really lovely thoughts, you two. Um, this has been a really engaging discussion uh, on what love can look and feel like for different people. Um, so if any of y'all listening haven't already, we highly recommend taking the love languages test yourself at uh, www.5lovelanguages.com. The five is like the number five, fivelovelanguages.com, uh, as a starting step to be being mindful about the ways you engage in your relationships um, and that others engage with you. So that concludes this episode of Live Well, Be Well. If you like what you heard and would like to learn more about topics related to health and well-being, there's much more to come. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook under at UCSDWPE. Stay tuned for our next episode of Live Well, Be Well. Until next time, be kind, be true, be you. And remember, to be well is to live well.